Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. I'm your boy, Caleb Keller. Joined alongside me is your second boy, Zach Horvath. What is up, brother? What up, man? Happy to be back. Talk some bad batch. I've been dying to talk to you. We ain't talked all day. I know. Um, I know. We dropped I don't, even, our, I don't even know your thoughts on it. Yeah, honestly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we dropped our mini talk. We like to do that, you know, not really talk to each other so we can keep it fresh on here and genuine. react. Yeah, genuinely, genuine. right? So uh, yeah, I'm just happy to talk about it. And we got some good news to talk about too. I want to throw that Dude, out there. We do. We have a lot of off the top hot topics, hot. like really great topics to discuss. Uh, as always, before we get there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mando Talk. Discord link is in the description. I wanted to hit those real quick. Got them out of the way. Let's just dive into it. You know what? It's been a, for me, it's felt like such a long week. That The, the first two episodes of The Bad Batch, just back to back, made it feel like this past week, waiting a full seven days to get new content was so brutal. So like you said, I'm I'm excited to discuss Star Wars news with you. But eventually we'll get to that Bad Batch episode, so I can't wait to get there. So off the top topics, Ewan McGregor, baby, he is talking, and we love it when Ewan McGregor <laughs> talks. He's teasing some Obi-Wan Kenobi details. He was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he, um, he hinted some things. And first of all, behind him were some fresh prequel posters. He claims that he was on the set of Obi-Wan Kenobi, so maybe that's, I don't know, some side room or something. Uh, but regardless, it's exciting that if he was to take that camera and just walk into the other room, we could have seen, I don't know, maybe Hayden Christensen, somebody <laughs> doing their thing. Yeah, he's Who behind knows? the camera like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's exciting to see. Now, here is the the details, the teases. Hugh McGregor, direct quotes here. He said the costume is slightly different than what you might expect of. You want to add, you want to say anything to that? Like before I say to the next thing, I mean, honestly, Interesting. I mean, he made it, he made it kind of a, a joke where he talked about, you know, the pre the pre prequels costumes are probably now in style. So it might look kind of crazy compared to what we think. I've always just viewed it as he's probably going to look similar to how he looks in a new hope uh, just to set up that transition, but maybe not, maybe it's going to be something completely different. Uh, but then he continues. This is the big, tease he said that he filmed a quote-unquote very special scene on may the 4th with someone very special in my life he said he hasn't acted with them before and isn't related to them quote-unquote necessarily what does all of this mean zach what what do you i don't know we're, we're gonna dive into it we're gonna try to find something here what do yeah. you think i think it is Star Wars telling him to hype it up. <laughs> Fair. He's given us information that we can't do anything with. <laughs> I think the costume, right. sure, that sounds interesting. That it's, um, you know, slightly different. Uh, cool. Um, and then the very special scene. What does it mean? I don't know. I, I wish yeah. I could give you an answer. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think... I really think it means um, we are going to see someone we don't expect. Um, I think that I, I, I do think he's telling the truth in the sense of like, this is someone special. Does that mean that he looks up to them as an actor? Does that mean he's actually a friend? Because oh um, if it's I someone he looks up to as an actor, like, I mean, 
but yeah, the, the whole no related telling. to them necessarily. I, 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 I don't know, man. What I do don't know what that means. I, I know the big fan theory or speculation was his girlfriend. Uh, and I believe his girlfriend is an actress, but, and I might be wrong on this. I, I'm pretty sure his girlfriend was in, I don't remember her name, but I know I, I researched this a few days ago when this news came out, I believe she was in birds of prey, but correct me if I'm wrong. Ewan McGregor is in birds of prey. Is he not? Yep. Yep. So I is. feel like that debunks that theory. I mean, unless they weren't in a scene together, that's entirely possible, but I have not seen birds of prey personally so i know that was a very famous theory that it, if it's someone special in his life it would make sense that it's his girlfriend yeah uh, I'm looking not, so i know right that that's very I don't, I don't, it makes sense to just make that assumption however i don't really have like and i don't think it's her based off of that birds of prey thing however i don't have like a theory i don't have any idea uh like you said i do like the idea of it being maybe just a special talent that he's never yeah. worked with before and like you said looks up to him or her and maybe that's just it i guess i know and, and another thing too people were saying it's a young kid playing luke skywalker uh so who knows who knows mm, yeah I, I don't know man I, I that's why i said it was perfectly placed by ewan to to give us a thread but nothing to pull on you know what i'm saying right. like and it was it was very well done yeah, like you said, it's like Star Wars said, say something to make fans go crazy that reveals nothing. And he it, did. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was beautiful. And I, to be honest, I'm just happy to see them promoting it and talking about mm -hmm. it. Like, I want to see more and more of that, right? So um, they, they have a huge thing in their arsenal with Kenobi, and I think they should keep yeah. it. Look, next time he goes on Jimmy Kimmel Live or wherever, bring a poster with you, Ewan, yeah. something. Something. I want to I see Hayden Christensen on Jimmy Dude. Kimmel or like Jimmy Fallon or someone, you know, yeah, wrong man. And that's going to be exciting whenever they're starting to do their whole pumping up the their press. Kenobi. Yeah. The press uh, release and everything like that for Kenobi. It's going to be exciting to see Hayden finally out and about again. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like the prequels probably pushed him away a little bit from acting. I mean, you can't blame him. I'm sure he got a lot of heat unnecessarily. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yep. All right. I'm, let happy, us know. I'm excited. I'm excited about um I'm really excited about seeing Hayden out there and people loving him. Cause we saw yeah. him at, at celebration maybe a couple of years ago, I guess now. Correct. Yeah. Um and, and people, people loved, were they loved it. They were loving it. And I want that energy going into Kenobi. I don't want pulling up prequel crap or pulling up the sand stuff. <laughs> I want I want to see hype levels for Kenobi and let's go on with our life. Yeah. That's what I want to yeah. see. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Listeners, let us know what you think. Jump down in the YouTube comments. If you're on YouTube, hop over to discord. If you're watching or listening to us on podcast, let us know what you think of Ewan McGregor and all those little golden nuggets that he keeps <laughs> dropping us. All right. Next up on the off the top list, Star Wars celebration. It is in Anaheim in the year of 2022, and they have moved this thing up a couple months to May 26th through 29th. Now, first of all, I promise one day Mando Talk has got to make an appearance at a Star Wars celebration. I have personally never been, but it has got to be like tip top bucket list for me. It's going to happen at some point. It would be great to somehow have Mando Talk represented there some way. I don't even know if that's a thing. If a lot of podcasts have tables or whatever, 
those of you that have been to celebration let us know is that something that mando talk should look into should we drop all the money to go and have a bunch of fun and meet some of you guys it'd be great to hear from you uh but what i wanted to do with this is speculate as we always do the year is 2022 what are they going to be hyping up at this celebration at this moment we know we have tons of options tv live action tv kenobi andor mando three or four we don't really know because mando three might come out before then we still don't know mm. that release uh ahsoka rangers acolyte and lando so much a ton of television we've talked about it before then you got animation you got a droid story and potentially i keep hearing talk about bad batch season two that seems likely with where i keep seeing or where we keep seeing this story unfold in the three episodes that we've seen so far uh, and then movies, Rogue Squadron, Taika Waititi, Kevin Feige, just to name a few. So, Zach, of that list, of that list, what do you think or what do you expect them to be hyping up or maybe hyping up just the most? Because I'm sure there's going to be nuggets about all of it somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's going to be their main focus, their main draw to the audience, to the fans? Um, You know, I'm... I saw it in the show notes for the show. We were, we were just talking and ah, it's so tough, but I, I lean towards, I lean towards rogue squadron mm -hmm. and on I lean front. Yep. Yeah, on the movie front. And then I lean towards Ahsoka on the TV Ooh, show front. Okay. Okay. The reason I lean towards Ahsoka is because Rangers with the whole Cara Dune stuff, mm. they're not, I, they're going to talk about it. They're going to yeah, hype yeah, it yeah. up um but i just don't see them that being a major push for them acolyte yeah. i hope that's the one that they push but yeah, again we know, we know. <laughs> again i don't think that's what they'll like put at the forefront and then with mando mando or andor they're number two for me so it's like mm -hmm. ahsoka here and then those are real close because right uh, like you said with mando season three it's kind of you know we don't know um but mm -hmm. But I wouldn't overlook the animated stuff. Mm -hmm. They may drop something, you know, on, on celebration. What my hope is, is we've, it's a year from now. So I am praying that Star Wars celebration will be what May the 4th should have been this year. That's what I'll say. I, I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you will get your um, Star Wars goodies on that day for sure or yeah. on those days like, yeah i mean let's it's a four-day event so they have enough time here to cover all of this stuff if they really wanted to but you know how it is sometimes they only want to give you so much to just stretch it out to make the excitement just continue continue you don't want to show too much too early so i mean i yeah. get that but i agree with you rogue squadron is going to be the big one movie wise I don't even know if they'll necessarily talk or show anything for Taika Waititi and Feige unless it's just an update. Like, oh, yeah. they are fixing to go in production, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I don't know because I still don't know when Mando 3 is coming because I am personally starting to think that Andor is coming before Mando 3. So I'm starting to see a potential or a possibility of Mando 3 coming out in the fall, winter months of 2022 like we had wanted we talked about a few weeks ago so it might be possible where they're dropping a trailer for mando 3 uh but i will say this 
like you said, with Rangers, I think that's the most least likely to be talked about. And I also want to say, well, now that I'm looking at it, Lando, I definitely, I feel like that's just a project that they're working on, but they're probably a ways away from. So I don't think that one's going to be talked about a bunch. But I think this Acolyte show, and I know you want to see more about that, but I think they're really focusing in on this, establishing this Mandoverse like we keep talking about. I agree. Uh, and focusing on Kenobi and Andor, that I feel like Acolyte is still a few years away, so I'm not sure about that one either. That is unfortunate, though, because I know that's the one. For for you, it might be number one. For me, it's right behind Kenobi. It's one of the ones that I feel like a lot of fans are most excited for. But unfortunately, I think we're going to have to wait until the following celebration, maybe in 2023. Who knows? I mean, I, I agree that I think Acolyte, not because it shouldn't be at the forefront, but I think it's just business smarts to be focusing on your main players being Mando, being Kenobi, um, you know, in the Andor and this whole what we know is announced and what they're working on, I think is a good focus point. So yeah. it would make sense that they would keep that. I do think we will see, agree, I, or I agree that we'll see things from all of these probably. Mm -hmm. um, I want to I throw something out there. I think we might get a little bit more information than you think for the Taika Waititi film. Ooh, okay. I've got, I've just got this no reason for this. I've got this feeling that we're going to get something, whether it be storyboard or like, mm. like, you know, they get, they show like the costuming and stuff to get an yeah. idea of the film. And I love that stuff because it lets us see what they're thinking without giving us anything. Um, so I kind of hope we see that um, for the Feige film. I just don't know. I don't know if we'll see yeah. anything, maybe a release date or time but i don't even think we'll see that if i'm being right. honest I, um, to be honest it's probably i don't know I, i'm starting to think and think back to other celebrations and this celebrate let's be fair too though this celebration is going to be different from any other star wars celebration we've seen before previous celebrations we've had mando and whatever new film they're coming out with and maybe an animation project so they've only had three really things to hype up each celebration but this is a long list and i think they might handle it this way Maybe on the big day of Thursday, they'll do the, typically it's the movie, but I don't know. I think TV's the game right now. So I think Thursday is going to be maybe just the big television Disney Plus panel where they give an update and trailer so. drop of whatever they have ready uh, and they discuss, they give updates on the rest of it. Uh, then I think Friday will be maybe the movie panel. Saturday will be the animation panel. And then Sunday is usually more so just your thanks for coming. This event was awesome kind of thing. Yeah. So I could see it going that route where they focus just on each of those categories, uh, give trailers of the trailers that they got or that are coming soon. And just give, like you said, storyboards, uh, concept art, just an, an announcement on all of those other ones that they're not quite there yet. When's Kenobi coming out? Who knows? <laughs> okay. I didn't know if we knew and I just didn't know. Um, no, no. We, we are unsure other than the only thing I know is Kenobi and Andor are shooting. Uh, so that's why I keep thinking these, th those two are coming before Mando, in my opinion. I, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I think that they're going to – I really think they're going to push Kenobi. You know, like, hey, we've got this baby filmed. Let's get her out there. I, but I do get but a it sense may that be they 
they want Kenobi to be the most perfect thing they've ever made. Well, I think it may be, you know, maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe I should reverse that and say push and or get it out there. Then mm -hmm. Kenobi be the the Star Wars celebration kind of tent pole. You know what it I'm saying? It deserves it. It deserves the oh, I mean, pole thing. One hundred percent. I I agree with you. Um, I just think that I'm just thinking about if they're filming now, it's gonna take them you know, two or three months probably to film it mm -hmm. and then two or three months to um, uh, cut it and mix it and everything. So that would put us at what, like December, which mm -hmm. is Book of Boba Fett. Right. So I don't see him dropping it then. So you have this weird dead space of between Book of Boba Fett and Star Wars Celebration of mm -hmm. what do you drop, right? Mm-hmm. If, if mando 3 isn't even filming is it filming come I've on seen, keller I've give seen, me some facts man i've seen mixed things man i've seen some people yeah. like start to see evidence that it it's close to shooting who knows who knows i just don't know man what i, I wish they'd just tell us come on give me something we need an update we need give an update. Us something we need something well before may 26th of uh, 2022 yeah <laughs> i'd say freaking so dude like i'm sick i'm just sick and tired of not knowing like yeah. i want to know you don't even got to tell us a date don't don't give us a date just give us like okay. spring 2022 okay kenobi that's fair. that's all i need and then you could make it the last day of spring but i'm just i'd be happy to know that you know okay. or, or give us a timeline you know just okay, say hey fair. sorry I'm, I'm getting on a soapbox on a bad batch episode but no you're good it's just i want more man i just want more i'm greedy yeah I mean, we all want more. All Star Wars fans <laughs> want more. We want all of these things right now. And yeah. then you should have this much stuff ready for us next month. Yeah, what's the heck? Come on. <laughs> no, yeah, for real, sorry. though, guys, let us know what you think again on, on, first of all, are you going to Star Wars Celebration? Those of you listening, let us know. And should we come to Star Wars Celebration? Maybe not in 2022, but eventually. Eventually, I think, uh, again, bucket list item. You will. I'm going at some point. We will. It, it's got to happen gotta happen all right next up kevin feige man as we were talking about kevin feige i don't know why this is out there again variety for some reason has put out this uh report or i guess just article really about ha him having no interest in leading lucasfilm following his produced star wars film we've talked about this we even talked about i feel like this report is what came out a month ago um so I'm just going to quickly just say this. Let's just remind our listeners where we stand on mm -hmm. Kevin Feige and him taking over Lucasfilm. I think a month ago we came to this conclusion that we love what he's doing with Marvel so much that we don't know if we necessarily want him to leave that. But anytime he wants to come and get his feet wet in Star Wars, feel free. I mean, that's where I land. What, yeah, I mean, you, that, are you still that there? sums it up. That sums it up for me. Stay at Marvel. Don't mess that up, please. And... <laughs> I just don't think Feige sees it as a necessity to do mm. this at this point. He's working years ahead of what we know, right? This dude has got years planned of, of MCU stuff. And I just think that, especially since he's risen to the ranks of president of Marvel Studios or whatever mm. he is now, mm. I just don't see him moving over to Lucasfilm. I, I think it's going to be a an internal Lucasfilm person, whether that be Favreau or Filoni. I, so. I probably wouldn't even be Favreau. I think it would be Filoni if I'm being honest. Oh, um, okay. 
um, just because I I don't think Favreau would, uh, um, I don't know. I feel like he's more of a a storyteller than a a boss. Okay. See, I'm I'm the opposite. I think really I could see Filoni more so be Filoni's just the guy of. Yeah, I just want to tell the best. Star Wars Maybe you're right. Story. Maybe you're right. Maybe. And Favreau, <laughs> I could see Favreau. Sorry, that was a horrible Filoni person. <laughs> yeah, don't listen, um, Filoni. No. <laughs> I could see uh, Favreau being more so like, I trust you, Filoni. Here's the resources you need. Uh, here's the overarching plan. I know mm-hmm. me and you see eye to eye. I can handle more of this business stuff. I got you there, Filoni. You dive into the canon content. I know that's your thing. I trust you to kind of direct the ship if you will but i will be the overarching making sure things happen kind of guy i just don't see for or favreau uh kind of pigeonholing himself into being that role i see so you're saying like him venturing like he wants to go make jungle book and all these other like right you know what i'm saying like where i feel like feloni this is what he does okay and favreau does other stuff now or, or and you might be right you may be very right in the sense of Filoni being that guy who who just like makes it really mm-hmm. but um I think with him directing more writing more doing all these other ancillary roles on Star Wars other than just being the writer you know mm-hmm. or the creator um I'm I've, I was very impressed with what he did in season two um and I'm very impressed with what he's doing with Bad Batch so no. if he can keep learning um potentially but Going back yeah. to what I was saying, I think it would be someone internally to Lucasfilm to take up okay. Kathleen. Right, Catherine agreed. And I, I agree with that 100%. Um, I think Feige's going to be be where he is for a, for a while. I guess what you're, and I agree, I, I do think Favreau is a creative guy where he wants to step outside of Star Wars occasionally, even if he wanted to dedicate to Star Wars. So maybe they could slip that in the contract. Like, yeah, you can, do, I don't know. I just want to see Favreau fully involved with lucasfilm eventually uh, i'm not one of those just like get rid of cafe like i don't i don't i can't really get behind that too much i know i've shared that before uh but i do think it would be natural that eventually maybe favreau or filoni i, I wouldn't care either or uh to kind of take over that role yeah i don't think i've ever brought it up here about my thoughts on kathleen kennedy i don't know maybe i have but i'll say him again she's done some good stuff mm-hmm. you gotta give props okay Is it her fault that there was no freaking captain of the ship for the sequels? 1,000%. Yes. 1,000%. However, she's still making the call on Filoni stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and Mando, and Disney Plus, and Kenobi. And she's the one, like, if if you really want to call a spade a spade, she's the yes or no person at the end of the day. Correct. Um, so you got to give her some props on that. Yep. I, I just, I hate, I hate the, um, the polar, you got to be this or that. Like, right. You just got to call it the facts, the facts. Has she done some stuff wrong? Sure. Nobody's mm-hmm. perfect anyways. Has she knocked some stuff out of the freaking park? Yes. So yep. got to give her some I, props. I keep coming back to this, like, regardless of how you feel about the movies, five movies, five billion dollars you as a company do the math real quick i'm about to say you ain't getting rid of that person (laughs) she's walking to the bank with her check and her freaking bag of money like i don't care what (laughs) y'all think i'm about to go cash this million dollar check on you you know 
It, yeah. it really is. At the end of the day, that's the situation. Is Kathleen Kennedy's like, y'all can say whatever you want. I'm going to keep uh, cranking out the dollars because that's what they're doing. Yeah. Now, I mean, first of all, The Force Awakens, you were going to get a bunch of money on that just it being Star Wars. So, I mean, I don't know. Star Wars is going to get the money regardless. So, I mean, say what you will, but still, $5 billion for five movies is $5 billion for five movies. That's right. Yeah, and I agree. It, it being Star Wars, people are going to show up. People yeah. are going to show up. Um, but I think Force Awakens is still just fire. I watched it the other Nominal. day. It's such a good movie. Incredible. And sure, you can you can pick it apart with oh it's just nostalgia whatever it it was so well done and the execution of it the mm -hmm. trailer that dropped like a year before or whatever with Finn which was just like oh my god and then the next then we trailer. got the freaking Chewy I'm home Chewy we're home <laughs> oh my god dude yeah that's what I'm saying like that was all under her don't forget right yeah listen um, the Force so. Awakens was. It might not be your favorite now, but The Force Awakens in 2015 was the Star Wars movie that we needed. Maybe not necessarily the best, but it was the one that the fan base needed. Percent. Like, what? Anyway. Touche. Touche. Because yeah. you're right. We can right, move let on. Us know. You let it. us know what you think about Kevin Feige. Somehow we went from Feige to The Force Awakens, <laughs> which is fun. That's what we do here. We have so much fun talking yeah. Star Wars. Let us know what you think. Jump down the YouTube comments. You know what to do. Okay, last thing off the top. I don't know how I feel about this. I can't wait to hear what you got to say. According to, listen to this, according to Giant Freaking Robot. That's a source now. Giant Freaking Robot. Yeah. Daisy Ridley is in talks for a return to the Star Wars franchise. Now, there is one important quote that I wanted to pull from this original uh, report from, again, giant freaking robot. We were not able to discern just what that project would be. We have to wonder if bringing back Daisy Ridley would involve another feature film or if this would be in relation to a streaming series on Disney+. Plus. I know I typically do this in the past. I look at the report and I say, okay, is that fact or fan fiction? Is this just one of those things where anyone could report it and it might be one of those things where you throw a dart one day and it sticks and it lands and it might be perfect. I think this is one of those situations. Obviously, at some point, maybe it's not obvious, but in my opinion, maybe, Daisy Ridley's going to come back. When all of these kids are grown adults like we are now and they love the sequels and they're talking about daisy really needing to come back into the star wars franchise there's this thing that zach loves and I'm, he might have gone down this route whenever he's fixing to give his uh opinion on this there's a thing called disney plus where there are so many possibilities you could even connect it to i don't know maybe the Mandalorian, maybe she, she somehow gets involved at the very end of it with her new Jedi order. If you really want to go there, I mean, it's, it's just like things like that, that you could easily incorporate her into the story, just one little scene. And that is quote unquote talks for a return to the star Wars franchise. It doesn't have to be this huge moment, but it's just this continuity connection piece. We know Ray Skywalker's out there. You might as well put her in a scene. And then that report would be correct. I just feel like it's one of those moments. Zach, what do you think? Here's my takeaway from it. First of all, obviously, grain of salt, um, giant freaking robot. I'm not chirping giant freaking robot. 
if yeah, they and get I wasn't this, trying to either. if they get this right and it comes out to be true, it's gonna be big. Um, yes. I want to throw that out there. With all that being said, all I want to be true out of this really is that she's in talks to return. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does I don't care if it's a movie, if it's a TV show, if it's whatever. I just want her to be in good terms with Disney and Lucasfilm and everybody so that she can come back. Agreed. Because I know John Boyega is out. Yeah, sounds like it. He's out. I mean, unless they back the brink struck up, which they might, but I don't know. Um, and Oscar Isaac, same. He sounds pretty done. I don't know. Um, yeah. So if we can just get Daisy Ridley back. She's my favorite anyway. Sorry, boys. Um, I... I I want her back. So Pause. bad. Oh. Hold up. Adam Driver ain't your favorite? I think I like Daisy Ridley, man. Okay. As the performer or like yes, the character? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Daisy Ridley, the, the actress. Yes. No, I can get Okay. Um, now, Calloran. Uh, oh, now. Oh, careful. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, I think I like Daisy more just because she's so good. She is such a good actress. She is. Um, and... So going back, I, I would love to just see her still be involved with Star Wars. Now, though we were not able to discern just what it would be. Okay. Um, I just want it, I want it to be, I want it to be real so that she can come back and be involved. Like you said, right. whether it's a cameo, whether it's a voice in an animated show that's after a thing, maybe it's her own damn show on Disney Plus. If they do that, it would be huge. Yeah. because the three reasons i've already thought about this I, I was already so three reasons number one how big the little girls look up to ray okay mm-hmm. us being dudes we don't understand it but me being a father now my daughter is two years old and she likes ray like we'll be at target or wherever you see ray and she'll know and want to get Ray. And I'm like, how do you even know this? We don't watch Star Wars together. She doesn't understand it. She just sees a powerful woman, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was uh I was with my guys at work and like his uh we had like a family get together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And all the one kid was talking about was Star Wars and Ray. Okay. Like it, it's a weird thing that I didn't realize until that moment. And with Avery, my daughter, um, is that th- she's super important. Okay. Super important. Number two, you got Disney plus you said it, I knew it. <laughs> you got Disney plus let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Um, sorry. That's all number two is. And then number three <laughs> is this can help lessen the blow of the sequels okay and i don't mean rewrite the sequels or any of that i just mean tell a story of ray being ray skywalker if that's what we're doing give us a story of that whether Mm -hmm. that's her doing a new order whether that's her just being in the galaxy uh you know what i mean it's just it all goes back to story as i always say but that's what I want, and I think that would be a good palate cleanser for the fans. It would just have to be really freaking good. That's the only thing with that one is that yeah, you can't not stick the landing with that one. If you're announcing she's coming back, we're 
doing after rise of skywalker see what ray's been doing it's got to be pretty freaking good and yeah and oh man i just see my mind starts racing when i think about that because like how no, no. cool that could be no and i agree i would love and i've said it before i would love to have daisy ridley return as ray skywalker the only thing that just caught that just gives me anxiety because i know it's gonna happen <laughs> Is as soon as they announce it, you're gonna have the people that just can't stand the sequels and can't get over it. Yeah, they're not gonna give it a shot, whatever she's in, regardless. And first of all, I think that's frustrating, and I don't think that's really fair to whoever's writing or directing or whatever, or Daisy Ridley herself. So I would love to see it, and I'm gonna ignore all that negativity. I want to see her come back. Uh, just for the reasons you said, honestly, I will just say touche to all three of those reasons. I think you yeah. nailed it right off, right out the park with all of those. And like you said, Disney Plus, you have that avenue. I mean, if we're getting a Lando show, and don't come at me with this, I know Lando is one of the best original trilogy characters. Don't get me wrong, but but it's freaking Ray. It's Ray. Ray is now she, like she, it or not, she is one of the most important characters in the Star Wars franchise. I was going to say a super hot take, but people are going to get so mad that I say this, but um, she is the Luke of the new sequel of the new generation. Okay. Right. Let's call it what it is to mm. my daughter growing up. She's going to watch the sequels and she's going to know that Ray is the important one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause she is. Um, yeah. So if you go back and watch the other ones, sure. It's Luke and Darth Vader. It's that dynamic or whatever, but um, it's really Luke, right? That's that's who we care about, and that's who gets focused on. And I think Ray is that for this generation, mm -hmm. and so she needs to be in good terms with Star Wars and the Disney people. That's what I take away. Number one is is yeah. I don't even know if this is true, but that's just what I want, and that's what needs to happen. Is she needs to be in good graces of them, and they need to be working together because she is an important role in the star wars universe she Agreed. just is yeah i don't know i agree and again i hope i wasn't trying to go at giant freaking robot i hope giant freaking robots correct yeah um, no i i agree i agree I, I hope they stick the landing on this i hope maybe they actually have heard uh this kind of information and i hope it's correct um so props to them if they end up getting it correct we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see you guys let us know jump down youtube comments hit us up at discord this is probably a hot topic to be fair. So if you got a really hot take with it, let us know. We would love to hear it. And, so. and give a rebuttal for the three things I yeah. said. Like if you, if you have ideas or why I'm wrong or whatever, just throw it in there. We'll get a conversation going for sure. Absolutely. Well, that is all of our off the top topics. We could have spent, honestly, it feels like we could have naturally had a lot longer of conversation with all of those. Yeah, uh, that's what so I said, dude. We had some good news topics today. Jam-packed episode, and we're not done. We are not done. We teased it off the top. Episode three of The Bad Batch has been released, so we are going to do a spoiler-heavy discussion. Hopefully, you were subscribed to our YouTube channel and you saw my, like, 10-minute quick takeaways, spoiler takeaways. Go check that out if you haven't. I kind of shared like the title says my quick takeaways my, the things that i got the most out from the episode the things i loved the most the cool little connections that were clear to me initially but now we're going to actually dive deeper so because i've already given kind of my initial takeaways 
I might lean more toward you, Zach. I might get some more opinion from you if that's a-okay with you. Hope you're ready for that. But we're going to keep with the same format that I had in that quick takeaway, where in this episode three replacements, we kind of had two missions, two plot lines going on. We had a Bad Batch plot line, so we're going to focus on that Bad Batch plot line first. But we also have an Imperial plot line. We're going to focus on that second because I think Zach might be the most excited for that one, just based on the previous two episodes. (laughs) But we'll see. So we're going to start with that Bad Batch mission first. Episode three, replacements. The episode opens with the Bad Batch, the ship not looking good on the outside. We can see it immediately. I knew as soon as I saw that, okay, that's going to be a major plot device, obviously, in this episode. Um, And also, when we get into the cruiser, funny moments here. We see Wrecker having to adjust his lifestyle, just eating whatever he wants uh, because Omega is now on board so this crew is already having to make all these small little adjustments and i thought it was a great little opener to get us back in uh first of all that animation style it's just kind of kid friendly good fun haha uh, before we get into kind of the meat of the episode any takeaways on that opener when you saw that ship uh and when you see wreckers you know comedic relief that he is yeah um I, it ain't star wars without ship issues so <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 it's fine. Um, it is what it is. It gave us great character moments. I don't want to jump ahead, but, um, Mm -hmm. like with the record, uh, him big time really is him kind of changing and, um, recognizing that, you know, there's a little kid on board and it was, it was a cool character moment for him that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Um, but makes sense because he's so brooding and big and, ah, um, and he really kind of calmed down and then ended up do making the you know making that little house for and stuff which is so cool so super cool i thought it it was a good uh good good way to get us back into the game here absolutely now the biggest thing or the thing that caught my ears like they perked up as soon as i heard this in the episode tech was talking about creating a scanning device to test the functionality of their inhibitor chips as soon as i heard that i was like okay this is going to be important it didn't turn out to be important in this episode, but Zach, you think we're going to get payoff for this? 1,000. I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, a huge deal. When he, when I heard him say this, I was like, huh, so what is this going to do? You know, like yeah. what happens when you scan one? Does it freak out and get back normal? Does it like, does it kill them? You know, like, yeah, I, I don't think it'll do that, but <laughs> uh, I'm just saying like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with that. And yeah what in it i'm afraid it's going to be just a oh yeah you've got a bad chip and it may just be that but um i think i think it'll be a little bit more important especially the fact we didn't see a payoff of that this episode right yeah it's one of those things that they said just kind of like omega's jewel in episode two yes i think it's one of those things it's it's like a little plug that yep. we're going to eventually come back to later in the season. And I think it goes back to our, our next, our next step there where Wrecker hits his head, Dude, you know? Yes. I, I didn't even notice this on first watch. I got on Twitter after I'd watch it, after I'd already done my little video of quick takeaways. And I saw people tweeting like, Oh no, Wrecker hit his head. And I was like, what in the world? What is so important about Wrecker hitting his head? Yeah. And then when I rewatched it and I saw the specific location where he hit his head, I don't know, man. Is this going to cause inhibitor yes. chip issues? You're yes. going with it. Oh. Yeah, hundred percent. And I because know. I don't know because they they freaking zoomed in. They showed a scene of him hitting 
his head. They didn't show like him and Omega and him hit his head. They zoomed in on his head and was like, boom. And he's like, ah. Oh. And then the whole rest of the episode, he's going, ah, my head. I'm I'm like, oh no, this dude's gonna be bad too. Oh no. Oh, man. And I, I was really I was really afraid they were gonna do it this episode with all this him lightening up to Omega and yeah. then like Flip him switch. turning. That's I honestly was like, oh no, don't do this. Like, and they may still do that, but I yeah. thought with them setting up him making her the thing and being all nice and being great, I can just see them switching it and him like mm-hmm. going after her somehow. And it'd be like heartbreaking, you know, because Hunter's going to have to do something. I don't know how you right. stop him, but. Um, so before you started, started talking about that, I was thinking, I don't know. I feel like maybe we're diving too much into this. No, nah, no, nah, man. I don't think so though. Now listening to you talk, <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, I'm, 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 I'm shattered right now. I don't know what to think. <laughs> yeah. No, I think 100% that's what they're going to do. Cause okay. kind of going back to the scanning device thing. I think they're just sowing seeds right now. We're in episode three, so we've got some time. It sounds like we've got a lot of episodes. So I, Ooh. um, I, I think, I think that's going to be a big deal. Um, okay. Okay. And I'll, it's going to be sad. Your, I'll leave your prediction out there. So I'm not wrong. I, I just won't go down. <laughs> I won't go down that route. I'll just say, I don't know. I'm 50, 50. Boo, I don't know how to take no. <laughs> uh, right. But no, I feel like this is probably one of the most debatable topics from this episode. So as we always do, let us know what you think. I would yeah. love to hear what other people's take on that shot was. Again, I didn't even notice it till I got on Twitter and saw people talking about it. Uh, as soon as I, I saw it, I was like, Oh, it. I was like, Oh no, man. Yeah. And I, I, to me, it wasn't debatable. I I just was like, oh no. oh no, okay. That's how that's how like much of a focus it was for me because I was just like, oh 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 no, because this is bad. Because like he's like back there with Omega. That's what I'm saying. I was going yeah. Game of Thrones on him. I was like, Ooh. is he about to like do something crazy back there with Omega? You know, like hurt her or something. That's why I was like, oh no. But right. fair, fair this enough. Is a fair kids enough. Disney Plus show. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. listen, before uh, they kind of move on to what their mission is going to be, they do have this slight moment where they realize that they need to fix this part. Omega thinks that she's found it, but it's really Crosshair's, I think, weapon kit or something yeah. along those lines. And that really gets the crew thinking about Crosshair. And it, it really sets it up, for me at least, where they're eventually going to go after him because they set up this idea of it's not really his fault. Uh, because yeah. it was the inhibitor chip. So I am going to say I 80% think that Crosshair is somehow going to get a redemption arc. Uh, where do you fall on with that? I agree 100%. Um, I think uh, I've been saying 100% a lot today because I agree 100%. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to happen. Well, I only think it's 80%. <laughs> I, th- I think it might. Yeah, I know 80 is good. 80 is okay. a good thing. I don't want to say 100%, but 80 is good because like it's very likely in my mind that he will get this redemption arc. And it may even be a, uh, a heroic kind of thing where he's he's sacrificing himself to save them. Yeah. I honestly think they might go that route. But another part of me thinks Wrecker might be that route. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, think, I think Crosshair... Um, that might be his thing because you know he's so hardened and whatever and he may sacrifice himself to yeah to let no, them I, get away or or save omega or something i think that would be really cool um yeah but uh yeah i love that moment 
uh, where they where they see his his weapon kit and they all just kind of pause and then Wrecker literally calls it out and he says, I really miss him. And I was like, Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool because he shot me. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome because number one, it's just dudes being dudes, right? You yeah. get in fights, you wrestle, you hurt each <laughs> other, but at the end of the day, it's still just like you, you still love each other as brothers. Right. Um, so it was cool to not see them be like, Oh, screw that guy. You know, they're like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, pretty sure I called this where okay. I was like, Hey, it's not him, obviously, you know, it's, and they should see that, that it's not him. It, it's maybe a little bit of him, but mm-hmm. a lot of it, the inhibitor chip. And yeah. I, lo- I, I loved the scene. Um, we may get to it here, but where they where he's like getting fried again by the kimonian oh yeah 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 Kimoni. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know you know the name we know, we know. <laughs> camino and camino yeah, and whatever, whatever whatever i thought that was a good touch to see that again to see that they're not just it's not a one-off thing like they they keep doing it to make sure he's like uh following orders yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that's good so i think that's good oh, sorry i think no, they uh I, I think i think he'll get a redemption i think so too okay okay next up ordo moon dragon uh, I did some research after watching it. I wasn't sure if that was the first canon appearance, but it actually, in fact, was. So that that was cool to see uh, that creature. Now, because this dragon takes the part that was on their or that they replaced on their ship, uh, Hunter wants to go get it back. And this is, for me, the biggest character moment of the episode, where not only does Omega just perform an act but it's actually the crew saying, okay, you're coming with me. Like, it's not one of those moments where she just happens to do it accidentally or without their, I guess, not really permission. It's not really what I'm trying to say, but doing it without them being involved. This is the first time, though, that Hunter's like, nope, you're right. You're coming with me if you want to. Let's do this thing together. So that, in my opinion, biggest character moment of the episode. Uh, So they go after this dragon, and Omega ends up actually going after the dragon alone, because Hunter loses his little breathing mask. And I talked about it on the quick takeaway discussion. I'm connecting here, and I know I keep saying it week after week, for sensitivity. Uh, I do think that's a potential or a possibility with Omega. This is one of those things where if you watch the animated shows, Ezra from Rebels really connects with creatures throughout the galaxy, through the Force. Uh, Ahsoka does the same thing in the Clone Wars. So I do think it's one of those things where it could be a little setup where she connects with this dragon. And eventually when they reveal that she's force sensitive, we can look back to this and say, okay, that makes sense. They were setting it all up. I don't know, Zach, what do you think about this whole mission about the Bad Batch crew allowing her or trusting her? Let's use, you know what? That's the better phrase for it. They're finally trusting her to help them in missions. Uh, what do you think about all that? And then what do you think again about my ridiculous force sensitivity idea? So I, th- I think it was a big deal. Um, the fact that she says, I want to go. And the crew looks at Hunter is like, yeah, I mean, let her, let her go, man. And yeah. Hunter's like, no. All right, let's, all right, let's go. Um, so I, I didn't take it at face value or I took it at face value. I didn't think about it in the way you're thinking about it. And um, I actually like it a lot more um, when it, when you think about it, that angle, cause it really is a big deal that they were finally like, sure. Yeah. Come on, be part of the team. And then she's crucial cause she does the freaking whole mission, um, which is great because um, 
I, I just like seeing her do stuff in this. I, I wanted to talk about this all day. So this was the first episode I really, truly cared about Omega. And I don't know why. I think it's a combination of all the times. You know, I was chirping her pretty hard last episode. But this episode, I think it just gave me less um, her trying so hard and her just being herself more to me and just kind of like being in the ship with the crew and the dynamics being equal and her taking her word and going out and doing her thing and actually stepping up and getting it done. Um, it just made me like her character a lot this episode. So I was happy to see that. In terms of the force sensitive stuff, I keep, I'm getting darker and darker or deeper and deeper into the hole of, I don't need force sensitive people in my Star yeah. Wars stuff. Okay. Um, and the only way I'll say I guess two ways that I will be okay with her being force sensitive is if one that she does some freaking awesome thing that she turns out to be force sensitive and we all go, ah, I hope that's cool. Or I hope that's true. And then the second reason is I hope it's because the clone, the Kim Kimonians. Yep. Kaminoians. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners are like this son of a gun. Can't say it. Um, <laughs> those people the clone people um i want it to be that they achieved what they've been trying to do into getting a force sensitive clone mm. if that is her story arc and it turns out that that's the reason i think that would be freaking awesome um because okay. that is lore and depth and they are able to do something because it goes back to what we find out in this episode that i also called and said that bad batch aren't mess ups they're what they were trying to do Correct. um so i just mm. want to throw that out there you know yeah. i'm not here Shoop. all day on these uh predictions but no yeah. i i think um i i hope that's the the end game for omega is maybe okay. we'll get both those things maybe she does a cool force sensitive thing and wow she is force sensitive and we did it mm. um and maybe she's the reason why they don't use clones anymore when it you know at the end of the day i don't know i'm starting to really speculate yeah but. yeah speculation <laughs> mode for sure but no and I, i'm glad that you kind of have that take maybe i'm just the giddy uh you gotta have the force in a show yeah. but I, th I think you're right we don't really need her to be i guess i'm just hopping on that bandwagon of it seems like that's the biggest theory out there with the bad batch right now and I'm digging that conversation. So I'm going to continue to add to that conversation. Anytime I see potential force sensitivity clues, you know, I'm going to mention it. Um, even if eventually I start falling away from seeing her as becoming force sensitive, I'll still throw those plugs in there for those of you that think heavily that she will be. And I think they're doing that on purpose. I think, you know, the, the, the shot last, the last episode we did where she, I've never shot a gun before and she perfectly shoot them yeah that one uh, i gotta say i was like hmm that's interesting why would they have her do that and say that and do it perfectly right um and then this episode where she's somehow figures out you know how to calm this thing down and 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 yeah get him to eat the flashlight instead mm. and what a cool animation of that thing like vroom, vroom, yeah and like filling yeah. up the room i thought that was a really cool shot i want to throw that out there too 
again, man, you got to watch Rebels if you want more of that. <laughs> All right, that finishes uh, kind of the mission. But before we leave from the Bad Batch, again, you kind of teased it earlier when we were talking about this. One of the best moments from the show so far, at least in my opinion, I don't know why, but Wrecker preparing that room for Omega in the ship. That was so cool. I mean, there's really no other word for me to say. It was just cool. I mean, what what yeah. else can you say? Yeah, it, it hit it hit me hit me pretty hard. I got to say, just because he's the big, you know, oh yeah, little girl, uh, and and he's growing in this one episode. It's like 20 minutes long or whatever. Yeah, and shortest one of the season so far. And it felt that way when it got over. I was like. Oh, oh, all right. That that's it. All right. Um, but I, uh, I, I just love that scene. And what a little scene that isn't, I wouldn't say insignificant, but it's just a little character moment. That was yeah. awesome. Again, the character moments are what's going to make this show stand out. So 100%. I'm glad they're making these, like you said, small things, but in reality, I think they're going to have good payoff. Mm -hmm. So I'll take them as they come gladly uh, overall thoughts on the bad batch story progression. I think again, for me, it's more so they're all finally trusting Omega to get the job done, especially now that she successfully did this without Hunter there. I'm sure there will be small trust issues here and there as always with groups uh, whenever they're doing missions, but the trust is the big takeaway for me from the bad batch you have any other big takeaways from the bad batch or is that kind of where you land to yeah no that's that's a good wrap-up of the of the whole uh you know story progression uh, personally for me like i said this episode really for some reason made me really like omega a lot um yeah and and like her more and like her more of what other people seem to be liking her at she's pretty you know pretty hot topic on twitter and and people liking her and um I, I I'm happy to be on that train too. So absolutely. Well, listen, let's get to the, the things that uh, I believe that we are most excited about from this episode. And I might be speaking for you. So correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, what did you think about all the Imperial goodies that we got before we dive into it? Oh, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was freaking awesome, dude. Um, I, my first watch, I didn't really think about the actual depth of what we were seeing from them. Mm -hmm. um in in terms of what we're about to get into but uh the second watch i was like oh, oh yeah yeah this is, well, this is imperial peak behind the curtain kind of stuff and that's yeah. exactly what i've been saying i want to see and what we've been seeing so mm -hmm. i hope they keep it up well and i know last week's episode i said that this imperial stuff hasn't really gotten my attention like it, it had gotten yours but man this episode did it for me like as soon as rampart walked in and they they showed crosshair getting examined and they started doing all these little plugs of, Oh, here's this project. Oh, here's these elite troopers and all these things that you know about the empire. I was like, okay, yep. I'm on board. Uh, this is the best thing about the show so far, <laughs> other than, other than the character development, this is the best thing so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's so good. And me not being as inept with the, uh, with the lore and background of all these random people. Um, I'll be straight up with you. I didn't really think about this Rampart person. Um, mm -hmm. I just thought he was a cool character. Yeah. And it turns out it's a little bit deeper than, um, you know, what I was thinking face value of Rampart and project war mantle and, and all that. Right. Like, that's yeah. Awesome. So 
Rampart walks into the room with Tarkin while they are again examining Crosshair. And this plug of Project War Mantle gets mentioned. And I knew that that sounded way too serious uh, for it to not have been plugged somewhere before. And I think I mentioned that in my quick takeaway. But after I did that quick takeaway and I started doing a little bit more research to get ready for this heavy spoiler discussion, Project War Mantle was mentioned in Rogue One. When Jen is scrolling through all the different files to find Project Stardust, the Death Star plans, the first project that she or the file that she mentions is Project War Mantle. Now, that is an incredible connection. Like, I don't I don't know which came first. Did the naming of it come first from Rogue One? And Filoni looked at that and was like, okay, let me use that as the title for this program that gets rid of the clones or did they know that that was going to be the name of the project to get rid of the clones from the empire from the beginning when they made rogue one like that that's what i immediately thought of like i don't know which one came first chicken or the egg Uh, yeah i I don't know either i just know it's filoni doing what he does best yes um it's it's a throwaway line at this Mm -hmm. point it's a throwaway line where if I'm watching it, I don't know what that means. It just sounds like a cool, legit project that somehow may tie in. But yeah. once I was, we were discussing and I read your notes, I was like, whoa. It's yeah. Like, yeah, dude, it's freaking awesome. And that is just amazing. I love that. When you can get some line that I don't know what they're talking about and it turns out it's freaking huge and it comes back to other stuff. That is mm-hmm. Star Wars on firing on all cylinders in my opinion right and i love it right now for complete uh transparent transparency for you to know this again if i didn't make it clear project war mantle is the project that was designed to fill out the ranks of the empire and transition away from the use of clones it does not sound like we are going anywhere away from that project at any point in the bad batch i think this is going to become a very important uh plot point throughout the rest of this season so you're not gonna this is not the last you're gonna hear of project war mantle i think it's gonna be a whole plot b or b plot if you want to call it that yeah. i think it's gonna be that important in this and they may not call it that the whole time obviously but i that's what they're doing that's what tarkin and rampart are doing they are right. trying to figure out how to get away from the clones because they're really cost he's even says it they cost a lot and mm-hmm why can't we have these volunteers come in and train them to be legit and yeah. we don't have to make them? Um, it's fascinating right. to me. Fascinating. Right. And then one of the other really fascinating Imperial pieces that Rampart presents to Tarkin here in their first meeting or first meeting visually for us, at least is he presents the empire's first elite squad. Biggest takeaway for me, as soon as I see this zero clones, they are all just civilians that are superior uh, soldiers, I guess you could say. And as soon as I saw them, again, another connection to Rogue One, could this be like the first phase of Death Troopers? The super cool-looking troopers that we got in Rogue One that didn't really end up doing too much except talking like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. Um I just thought it was freaking awesome to see them sick gear, uh, man. Kind of gear. Well, sick gear for sure. But like, I, I like tipping their hand and like, hey, 
Your clones are on the out. Like, this is our top squad, and we have a gajillion clones that we can right. pick out of. I don't like a no, slap in the face for that's, sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, we don't want you now. We want these random volunteer human normal people. Well, they don't be humans, but whatever, normal people. And yeah. it was awesome, dude. I, I love seeing it. And then, um, uh, well, we're gonna get into it, but just like uh, the the dynamic that 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 should be there with crosshair mm. and these normal, uh, what what should we call them? Normal humans? I don't. Normies? Yeah, they were all they were all humanoids, right? I think they were all humans. I yeah. Think. Um, yes they but, were they were but non-clones how about that non-clones yeah. Yeah. um i thought that was great to see and uh like i said super important going forward mm-hmm. super important agreed agreed okay let's see where we, where we at where we at oh okay i think the the next big takeaway that i got was when and it's i think it's important to make clear because this is why the empire sounds good to a lot of people out in the galaxy the empire offers first of all order like they got strict guidelines some people dig that so that is a part to the empire for some people out there but also one of these soldiers mentions this line that the empire offered him financial security uh to many soldiers and to civilians so that is a huge like for a lot of people that is the most important thing in their life so it i think just that one little line even though if, again i'm probably digging too much into this but I think that presents a very good perk behind why people would want to even be okay with this empire to begin with. Yep. Am I digging too much into this? No, I <laughs> underlined this, okay. like circled this because yeah. it is such an important line of why people would go with the empire because we see the Jedi and the Sith and all this high 50,000 feet up. Right. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people in this universe or galaxy, I guess you could call it, um, who don't give a crap about any of the Jedi and stuff. They're just right. trying to find food and, and money for their family and housing. Yep. And so that one little line of the Empire gives me money and, or whatever he says, I can't remember the exact line, but um, it, 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 it was just like an eye-opener for me because I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. I mean, that's why these people, if you're good at doing this type of stuff, this killing and this wartime affair, right? yeah, I mean, why would you not go with the Empire? They're yeah, going to pay you well. You're going to be elite. You're going to get to, they probably get paid very well, if I'm being honest, right? Yeah. Um, so well, and another connection here to Rogue One, as you were kind of saying that a lot of civilians just don't care. Jen Erso even in Rogue One when Saul says you can stand to see the Imperial flags rain across the galaxy, Jen just straight up says it's not a big deal if you don't look up, and, and that's yeah. probably how a ton of people out in the galaxy feel. Like exactly, especially security, if, order, and who really cares? <laughs> especially if I'm a I'm really good soldier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going with the Empire. I, I don't care what you guys do. However, what I loved is they are not mindless killing machines, though. Mm. They're top. They're elite. They're amazing. They'll do it for yeah. the money, but they're not just going to murk these civilians. Right. Like, they, they just aren't. And I 
loved that scene because that the guy who got killed was the guy talking, right? Yeah, he was the, from my interpretation. Yes, that's what I thought as well. Tell me if we're wrong, but I thought I wanna, the guy I want to say we're got, right. The, the guy who got killed is the guy who was doing all the talking and chirping at Crosshair. Yeah. Um, and I like that he's like, no, 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 we're not gonna do this. Bow, Crosshair's like, nah, who cares? Yeah. Like, like I got my inhibitor chip going. I don't care about <laughs> these people. Kill them, or I'm about to kill you. And right. I really like that um, because it kind of shows the dynamic of these clones that are being controlled that that are just going to do it versus yeah maybe you don't have to make the clones anymore but you have to deal with human nature right and human nature i'd like to think is not to just murder people so mm-hmm. um i just thought this whole thing you are 100 correct in saying that it was my favorite part of the whole episode and i think that's why i like this episode more than episode two yeah, no, I agree. Agree. Now, while you're saying that, though, that did make me think of our Twitter poll top tier. We I'm, I think I'm going to keep doing this each week. I'm going to send out a, yeah. a poll top tier. Good, but not great. Uh, it was OK or not for me. I voted top tier this week. I thought that the Imperial stuff was very important, not only for this episode and for this show, but for the franchise as a whole to understand the establishment, the groundwork of the Empire this big bad that was first presented to us back in 1977 and has us captivated ever since. Yeah. That's why this show should not be called bad batch. It should be called rise of the empire. That's what it should be called. Um, because that's what I want to see. And that's what we're getting because it makes sense for the time. Okay. Yeah. It just makes sense. And with the bad batch being the backbone of it is, is a great idea. Like kudos to the writers of the show to be able to figure out these characters and also intertwine it with all this Imperial stuff, which is so yep. cool. Um, so I don't know if I could go to top tier. Ooh, okay. okay. I don't know. I will say it's higher than episode two. Yes. Um, so again, I, talking about it though and how important all this stuff is going to be, mm-hmm. it might just be top tier because i think so too man personally Personally. this is some good stuff here we'll keep it rolling okay next the elite squad is sent to onderon to wipe out guerrera that's the goal brutal man when when i'm talking this might be one of the okay i'm thinking back to clone wars and rebels but this is still one of the most captivated into a scene i've been in an animated show uh, specifically with the bad batch so far other than the opener from the premiere with order 66 but i was hooked into this scene everything with crosshair whenever like you alluded to earlier when he just says good soldiers follow orders murk the dude and just walked away incredible like well, that that and that sets up this idea and i'll go ahead and go to the next and we'll get your thoughts on Andron scene too okay. but i'll just go ahead and set this up that gets this idea when they get back to Camino and Tarkin and Rampart agree that obviously clones still do serve a purpose because Crosshair is a great example to this human nature, these humans uh, of what we expect, but eventually we are going to get rid of that idea to focus just on the humans because it's cost preserving. Uh, So Crosshair doing that is very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Exemplary exemplary for what the empire expects 
And that is the purpose of the clones right now is to follow those orders to set an example for the eventual human troopers that the empire is going to establish. What did you think of the Onderon scene and Crosshair's brutality? Brutality. One of the, one of the best scenes in the whole show so far, 100%. Um, the pure, just unfiltered, raw killing of these people, murder Dude. of these people. Because I, I just, I, it was, it was a lot. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, exaggerated or I'm not trying to exaggerate it, but like it threw me off because it's a kid's show on Disney plus yeah, animated yeah. and they're just killing everybody like easily, like just boom, 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 killing them. Boom, boom, killing the pilot dude. Just boom. I was like, Oh, 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 this is what we're doing. And then you got the dudes who were like, Hey, we're just on the, on the ship. We're just trying to get out of here. And uh, crosshair is like, well, that sucks for you. Pop, pop, pop. Like I was like, oh, all right. Like, I love seeing it because we know the empire to be this way, to yeah. be no nonsense, no breaking of the rules. It is what it is. We control everything. And I loved, I just loved everything about it because he had yeah. the human nature of him being like, no, 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 we're not killing these people. They didn't, they're civilians. And then Crosshair being what you said, like an example the empire wants of, well, okay, pow, you're dead. All right, he's mm -hmm. gone. You guys kill these people or I'm going to kill you. Like, simple as that. Yep. Um and so they kill him. And now these people have killed civilians. So what are we doing here? You know, like, what are we starting? And what we're starting is the empire we know later on. Um, right. And, right. and I love seeing that. And I love that Tarkin is like, well, you know, maybe, maybe there is a role for these clones to basically break them of their humanity. Um, mm -hmm. And oh, that that is like you. That is so dark, man. That's dark. For an dude. animated show that is super dark. That's dark, but that's what we saw. Like that's what right. that's that's how I interpreted it. Was he was saying these clones do whatever we want. They do not feel emotions the way we do. So we need them to lead these humans and these top elite to be heartless, basically. Yep. Um, that way, we get best of both worlds. We get the soldiers that can do the stuff the top soldiers can do but have the heartlessness of the clones and to follow orders um because yep. i always i always thought about that in star wars it's like these people are doing some pretty bad stuff to like normal to just other people you yeah. know it, like in a uh, force awakens i was that's just what i was about that. to go to i was is, just thinking that yeah where he's like yeah kill the whole village and you're like wait what and they're just it's like oh my yeah. gosh you just murdered like 125 people like it was that was that was an amazing scene yeah sum it up amazing scene <laughs> agree agree uh so tarkin and rampart when they do get back again they agree that the clones do serve a purpose obviously crosshair just proved that but here's the the next thing i want to talk about with this tarkin kind of just walks away here as he grants rampart the rank of admiral and it got me thinking is tarkin done for right now on camino like is he going to go elsewhere because we know that tarkin is heavily involved with the most important thing the death star he's the grand moth of that obviously right now he's not he, we've been referencing him as admiral tarkin but his storyline is elsewhere so i do think this might be a natural segue 
for Tarkin to step away for a little bit in this show, maybe hologram role where he just communicates back and forth with Rampart. And I, I don't know. I would say I'm pretty confident in that. What do you think though, Zach? I, I agree. That's how I interpreted it okay. of when he, he's kind of walking off and saying like, Hey, Admiral, I, that is showed me that we're going to see Rampart now and he's going to yeah. be the main force behind this getting project. clones out. Yeah. Project war mantle. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think we're going to see him a lot more. Um, and Tarkin, I think if Tarkin does come around, I think it's going to be like, Oh crap. Tarkin's here. Kind of one of those yeah. things. Like, yeah. Okay. So like he's kind of like when in. uh Palpatine shows up in return of the Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, Oh crap. Like, he, he'll probably show if he shows back up it'll be because rampart messed up somewhere exactly if, I, if anything I, I think so too um and you know i haven't really thought about the death star stuff i know because we again we Do know we? from can, we know from canon material we even see it in revenge of the sith at the very end tarkin is there with yep. palpatine and vader i mean that's your top three of the empire right there so that's right tarkin doesn't really have I mean, he does have time for it, probably. It's just the beginning of the Empire. But I feel like Tarkin's probably just going around to all these different projects, making sure that they are set up right, and then reporting back to Palpatine and Vader and doing that Death Star stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's a whole another box of worms I think could be freaking awesome is getting into Death Star stuff. But um, we'll, we'll take it with what yeah. it is, and and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Give me, give me this Rampart guy, because I feel like this Rampart dude's going to be slimy. I just get this slimy vibe from him. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Like, just no, a scumbag. I, I get those vibes, too, for sure. <laughs> I don't know why or how. It's a freaking animated show. But I think, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't trust that guy. I feel like yeah. he's going to do something or kill somebody I don't like. And, Agreed. And, oh, oof. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next on the episode, the Kaminoans want to create a superior clone in order to stay relevant in the Empire's eyes. Again, we see one of these moments where we cut to the side. They have this little conversation that, again, plugs this little plot line that we're eventually going to get of these guys wanting to stay relevant. Uh, and I wanted to read this quote from the episode. The original genetic material from Django Fett continues to degrade. Such a contingency cannot be created without a direct source. The clones required will not return willingly. That, for me, I interpret that as, okay, that's the Bad Batch, or that's Clone Force 99. Am I correct in that assumption? I would say you are, because they're literally okay. looking at the table they were sitting at when they were talking oh, about them. Man, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they were looking at their table, so I was like, oh, yeah, they mean that, which means they need the defective clones to do Portal this <laughs> yeah right um yeah and so mm. that that that's why i said earlier like i feel like that kind of confirms that maybe they are defective in their initial sense but actually they're really really vi vital and valuable because yeah. of their genetic modifications that the people of camino um you could say Keep that. rolling with that, man. Yeah, there you go. Kaminoans, um, Kaminoans, whatever you want to say. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I just, I, I hate <laughs> stumbling on words. So I'll just say that. And I think, um, I think that's going to be a whole nother, I wouldn't say a C plot, but it's definitely going to be a, a minor plot of the show yeah. of the, these 
um, clones and how they're going to try to figure out how to keep the clones valuable. Um, right. With the empire not wanting to use them anymore. Agreed. Well, the last thing that happens in the episode, again, we get a slight hint of Crosshair's internal struggle whenever he goes or he's chilling in the gang's old hangout uh, where they sleep, where they hang. Again, I think it's another setup for a possible redemption arc. Um, and that's it. That's the episode. Again, for the Imperial stuff, man, I think we were fully satisfied. Again, the first two episodes, I wasn't there. I wasn't with Zach. I wasn't really, uh, I guess, captivated or captured by all this Imperial stuff. But this episode did it for me. All the, I mean, we discovered what three connections with Rogue One in this discussion. I love Rogue One, so I'm all about that. Um, so yeah, overall, again, I place this as top tier. Um, knowing the knowledge that I have of animation and typically what we get, so for me, animation Star Wars land, this is top tier for me. That's just me personally. If you had a different take, that's perfectly fine. Uh, so I really loved this episode, Zach. Overall takeaways of episode three replacements i really that's beautiful i really <laughs> like uh this episode uh i like it a lot um if you look at it if i read it on a page i'd probably be like that sounds boring but yeah. man it was uh really well done really well scripted and the imperial stuff was sick and like Dude, i said so sick huge takeaway for me was liking omega so much i i really liked her this episode i loved her dynamic with the crew mm -hmm. with with she's in the crew so that's cool yeah. Um, and I, I really liked, uh, what we saw with crosshair there at the end. I know we kind of talked about it briefly, but that, um, maybe he, he, he likes being a good soldier, but he can't control it. And he knows what he's doing is like going against his buddies, which I think is, and, oh, we, oh, we didn't even talk about it. The, um, the scene where Hunter's like, it's not about what crosshair did. It's about me leaving him behind or us leaving him behind. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah. I oh. mean, I could see that being the leader. It's like, that's your boys. And you left one of them behind, you know? Right. Um, so that, I thought that was really cool. And, and I wanted to bring that up. So I'm glad. Yeah, no, that's a great that. point. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up. Well, listen, that covers episode three of the replay of replacements episode three replacements i keep wanting to put the v of the replacements um, <laughs> but let us know what you think of that episode top tier uh okay or good but not great it, it's okay or not for me let us know uh we would love to hear your feedback and again we this is probably a longer episode because we had such great conversation pieces news pieces off the top let us know what you thought about all of those uh great stuff going on in star wars right now and as always mando talk is going to be here to cover it to continue to connect with us you can get at us on social medias facebook twitter instagram at mando talk to connect more so with us one-on-one -on -one, click the discord link in the description and you'll be able to communicate with us very easily uh in that discord server and i think that's all the plugs that i have other than youtube if you're still on podcast but you haven't checked out our youtube channel Hop on over there if you want to see our faces and kind of see our goofy gestures and whatnot, goofy faces. Uh, <laughs> click subscribe on the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. Click the like button on all videos that you see. And, yeah, that's all the plugs that I got. Zach, I appreciate you being here this week. We're knocking it out, man. I'm loving the style that we got going on. Uh, and hopefully our listeners are loving the style we got going on, too. Zach, well appreciated. 
Yeah. Thanks, man. I love being on here. Um, I think we got a good vibe going. I, I'm excited to keep talking about Bad Batch, um, keep doing new stuff, having fun and just connecting with you guys. Um, if you're still listening, thanks. Uh, you know, yeah. we we really appreciate you. You're you're a true one, you know, um, and uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so just thanks. And uh, thanks for all the support on our uh, on our shows here. We're having a good time. I'm having a good time. So yeah, let's keep it going. Wait another freaking wait for next Friday, dude. I know it's, it's going to be a long wait, but we're going to have you covered because we're going to have Mando mini talks. We're going to be on socials. So continue to come over, hang out with us, uh, That's right. have fun with us and we're going to have fun. So have fun with us and we're going to have fun, man. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's, it's all true truth. though. It's, it's all true. true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to get out of here. We hope you have a blessed week and guess what? As always, we have spoken.